At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Our number two of a numbers game right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. Any way you take VEASAN in, it's Gil Alexander. Uh, Jason Weingarten to come momentarily, talk Major League Baseball with him. And the stretch that Shohei Otani is on, good Lord. Uh, Paul Carr as well this hour to talk Euro Cup 2020. As I said at the uh, top of the show, there are many sort of things, many, many implications uh, for the games today, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon, a couple concurrent games in Group B, 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, a couple games that are taking place simultaneously in Group C. And you got to know with, with Game 3s of the group stage, what the incentive is for each of these teams. Are they incentivized to win? Are they incentivized to just play kickball and uh, play some draw, like a nil-nil draw, just so they can have enough points to get through, even though they don't get in the top two of the group. we got to go through it all with Paul a little later on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, though, uh, joining me for a second consecutive Monday on the show, producer number five, you may know him as, uh, but you may also know him as the uh, host of Bet Center here at the network. It's Jeff Parles. How you doing, Parlay? I still can't believe that the Sixers managed to throw that series into the trash like they did. Yeah, I think I think someone said yesterday, like, you know, sometimes a team wins a series, sometimes a team loses a series. This was definitely a team losing a series. I, they, they not only lost it once, they lost it three different times. I, oh. I mean, it just, 
It, it's it's so rare, and, and you've brought it up with just the way like your best of your best of eighty one in hockey. NBA is obviously a lot worse than that to get the favorite to manifest. Best of fifty one. Excuse me, eighty one would have yes. it sounded a little bit better, but <laughs> but but the Sixers managed to lose a series they should have won in five as the better team with home court advantage, losing three times at home in one series. They basically did something that you just never see in the NBA. Never see it. Um, the NBA was just to clarify the best of 51. The, the NBA is where 80% of the favorites mm-hmm. get through. So for hockey to be that way, they right. have to play a best of 51. But the NBA is chalky, right? Especially because the first round skews it so much. But yes, they, they squandered an 18-point lead famously in Game 4. They squandered a 26-point lead famously in Game 5. Then come back and win Game 6, and you're like, okay, well, the, sh- the, the earth has returned to its axis. And then Game 7, they're a, they're a touchdown favorite. By the way, I saw some, some analytics people like, oh, yeah, I'd lay the points with Philly. And I'm like, have you watched no. a second of this series? <laughs> like, I, I yes, get what? I believe in numbers and I believe in your metrics and all that, but how can they be seven-point favorites? By the way, took a little Atlanta plus seven, took a little Atlanta money line. Didn't necessarily expect them to win, but they won. Not a surprise after what everything we've seen. And I'll go back to the Ben Simmons thing at the top, which I know people are piling on Ben Simmons, but it has to be said. 22 times he got to the line for two free throws in the series. Twice he made both. And that sequence, I'll repeat myself in the beginning, that sequence yesterday, just above four minutes left and just less than four minutes left, where there was one play where it was just herder between him and the bucket, and he just was like, yeah, I'm just going to kick it out. And Embiid bailed him out with a jumper. And then the next time down court, he does that spin move on Gallinari. It's just him in the basket, and he throws it to Thibault, and you're like, that's it. I've seen enough. And then Doc had to take him off the court in crunch time. Well, and, and after the game, Embiid basically said that sequence was the turning point. The, uh, the Oh, he did. Yes. yes. Uh, and, and then some people crushed him. I don't mind Joel Embiid saying that because nope. that was – that was kind of the moment he knew, like, well, if what should have been two tie game turns into Tybal making one, Trey Young finally hits a shot, which he was two of eighteen. I mean, yeah. Trey Young had a John Starks game last night, and Atlanta still won on the That's road right. as the as the inferior team. That's, That's right. how bad of a collapse that was for Philly. And and Doc Rivers was asked after this game last night by some intrepid reporter who was just like, "Hey, uh, do you think Ben Simmons is going to be the point guard on a championship team?" And Doc was like, he. I thought he would get mad at the question or deflect or dodge. And it was like, you know, I can't really answer yeah, that no, question hey, look, right look, now. Look, uh, after the game with, with their press conference an- answers, Rivers and and Embiid kind of just shoved Ben Simmons in wow. front of the, the bullet train that's already going in yeah. right now. Uh, but look, I, it, Ben Simmons took three shots in the fourth quarter in seven games in this series. Dude, I wouldn't like, want him on my team I, where we're playing at the rec league where we just want to stay on the court by winning. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, shoot. We're not. We're going to get off the court for an hour if you don't shoot, just, let alone an, an Eastern Conference. Yeah, semi. it's just uh, uh, unbelievable that that happened to Philly like that. really was. It's brutal. Philly radio must be a blast oh, this yeah. morning. Must be a blast. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you uh, momentarily here about uh, your thoughts on the fact that Milwaukee is such a big favorite in this series and in game one. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay joins us uh, for some of this hour. Paul Carr will join us as well on a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network, VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app. Let's bring him in from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali, though, first. Ladies and gentlemen, at Spreadopedia is where you can find him on Twitter. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. Just just getting my, my week started. Uh, Jason, let me ask you this. 
Did you have any golf bets yesterday? Let's start there. I did. I did. Who'd you have? Rom, of course. Nice. Rom, of course, he says he says confidently. <laughs> Is that the only person you had? Uh, I had a couple, but um, my, most of my money was on Rom. I had a little bit on Matt Wolf. Um, I had Guido Migliazzi, top 20. Guido <laughs> nice. Migliazzi, top, top Italian. I had uh, Rom, Rom, best score every round. So he won best score round four with a dead heat. It was a good, good golf weekend. I was, uh, I was uh, happy with the outcome. Oh, golf is just, I just love nothing more. Uh, and betting makes it all the better. Let me let me just ask you this, because people know you as a baseball first guy, which you are. But what a, besides golf, you're betting football. You write for Point Spread Weekly about football a lot too. Do you do any NBA at all? Do you do you bet any NBA? Yeah, I mean, I, I bet more NBA than I admit. Let to. I don't. I don't. I would wouldn't say I'm super sharp at it or anything, but I I'm able to pick off numbers and pick off lines. I had Philly second half last night. That wasn't one of my better bets ever. Um, can we show this tweet, Jason, uh, from about Shohei Otani? Because I, I've been posing this. I have for the better part of a week or two now. That if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. wins the Triple Crown, which was revered in baseball circles for the 45 years between Carl Yastrzemski doing it in 1967 and then Miguel Cabrera finally doing it again in 2012. And I said, if, if Vladdy gets the Triple Crown... Is every voter going to bet for him for MVP no matter what? And it's like Shohei heard this argument. Tuesday, home run. Wednesday, home run. Thursday, he pitches six innings, gives up six innings, gives up just one earned run, five Ks, gets the win. Friday, how about two home runs for you? Saturday, a homer. Yesterday, another dinger. So that's, uh, that's what, six home runs in his last six games. He now leads the majors with 23 homers. You uh, very comically uh, uh, texted me yesterday. Uh, I believe he's exceeded expectations at this point. Um, that, triple, that triple crown thing's not going to hold up against this, is it? No, no, you can't. I mean, you can't really uh, argue against Otani. It's it's almost like Secretariat versus Sham. You know the the old horse race stuff. Um, just, you're betting on Secretariat here. Otani can't can't be beat. Even if even if Sham by himself was one of the best horses of all time, you know it's like Vlad's trying to run down Secretariat. It's just not going to happen without an injury. Without an injury. Um, what do you, what can we expect from Jacob deGrom today? He seems to top out at 80 pitches and here we go. He, he thinks that his last injury was because he was at the, what was something that happened when he was at the plate, which he's been great, by the way, more RBIs, uh, this year than earned runs. Just let that sink in for a second. More RBIs this year than earned runs. Um, five to four, by the way. What do you, I mean, it's a double header to begin with, right? So it's squirrely because we don't know about lineups, but are you touching to Grom today? No, I didn't bet that game. Uh, the double header kind of makes it weird. Yeah. You could easily see him pitch a seven inning complete game though. Uh, what worries me though is, is the multiple injuries, the shoulder, the arm, and the fact that the Mets, you know, have, have said they're unrelated and nothing to worry about. You know, for for several years we've we've been making fun of the Mets, you know, training staff and their inability to sort of keep their players healthy. But it it should be legitimately concerning that 
you know, uh, the Groms had multiple injuries and they say they're all unrelated. I mean, I, I don't know who buys that, that they're unrelated. Um, I, I don't think he's more hurt than he's letting on, but I'm, I'm concerned that the Mets aren't managing their best starting pitcher properly. And today is the first day where umpires are going to be checking for foreign substances. So I'm, I'm more in a let's look and see what happens mode. Though he has not been scathed by these reports in any way thus far. Well, even even remember, just because you haven't been implicated doesn't mean you're not cheating in baseball, especially when you're the best. When you're the best at something, when you have when you have such a a high standard deviation away from how everyone else is doing, like you said, he has more RBIs than earned runs. Yeah, and we don't have any evidence he's cheating, other than you know. The fact that he's several standard deviations away from everybody else, so he's either the best pitcher in the world or he's cheating. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was cheating. I'm, I'm not surprised that anybody in baseball is cheating because you practically have to cheat to, to get to that level of success in professional baseball. Well, let's hope it's the former. Let's hope he's just yeah, several we'll, standard we'll, we'll deviations better than everybody. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Jeff Parlay is here. Jeff is a noted New York Metropolitans fan. Uh, and Jeff, how ex- I, I guess, and I want to throw this to both of you, and we'll get Jason's reaction to what you're about to say. But the Mets are 35 and 26. They all of a sudden, in baseball glacial terms, right? You could say all of a sudden, are have a four and a half game lead over the Phillies, six and a half over the Braves, seven over the Nationals. The other would be candidates to uh, win this division. How excited are you? Nearly halfway through the season. Well, uh, I, I said this with Tim Murray. Uh, uh, over a week ago and got scalded by Stanford Steve, who's also a Met fan, for saying I'm overconfident that they're going to win the NL East right now. And then promptly DeGrom got hurt twice uh, since I've said that. Uh, It's more of a factor that I think the rest of the NL East just stinks. Uh, The Phillies I don't trust at all. The Braves have all sorts of issues right now. Uh, Even though Acuna, if the Braves are good, Acuna would be running away with the NL MVP right now. And the Nats just, even though the Nats just took three out of four, the Mets have the, have their outings where they just don't hit, and that happened the whole weekend. I, I think the Mets are probably are probably priced right now to win that division. Uh, it was a little bit a little bit over two dollars last night, so I think that's about the right price. I don't think anyone else in that division is really close when the Mets are healthy, and they haven't been healthy for six weeks, and they've been in first place that entire time. Jason, Mets, NL East. I think Mets are the second best team in the NL, and they're the only team that has a real shot, shot to knock off the Dodgers in a playoff series. Wow. You're gonna yeah. most, you're going to most likely face a healthy DeGrom two, two times, if not three, or see him in relief a third time. And I mean, like you said, he has more RBIs than earned runs. But it, you know, you're going to hit, you're going to hit DeGrom twice. You're going to hit him three times. You know. It's it's a lot to ask to to beat Jacob Degrom at full health twice in a series, especially if they get uh, Noah Syndergaard back. If they make a trade, if Carlos Carrasco comes back, Lindor is you know heating up. His numbers have gotten better the last fifteen days or so. It's it's a good team. I would probably put them ahead of of the Padres, who I don't consider that good of a team. Brewers would have something to say about that with their trio of pitchers at the top, I suppose, of the rotation as well in terms of being set up for a postseason. Um, not sure how you feel about that, Jason. 
The we we've seen the Brewers though. I mean, what we've seen them play the the Dodgers two years in a row with the same pitching staff. What's what's the difference going to be this year? You know, I was saying earlier on on the show with Andy McNeil when we were talking about hockey, and I was saying. Look, I can give you all these intricate reasons for every baseball pick I make. Oh, this guy's got this feeling independent, this strikeout rate, and this K rate. And I can do, like when I re- would write my baseball manifestos for Point Spread Weekly before the season, I would write exhaustively about season win totals. And, and, and in other sports, you can give all these reasons. Sometimes sports betting comes down to the most brain-dead plays or the most lucky plays. So with I was talking about the Canadians, right? I don't know if the Canadians are going to beat the Vegas Golden Knights, but at that price, it took me five seconds, right? It's just sort of that Malcolm Gladwell blink thing to know where you're like, I'm betting the Canadians. I don't care what you tell me, right? And it's two to two, and we'll see. The Mets, I think, Jason, you're in the same boat. I have a futures ticket on the Mets to win the World Series, which I got before the season, and the whole reasoning was, oh, if Trevor Bauer comes to the Mets, I'm totally locking this in. And, of course, Trevor Bauer doesn't come to the Mets, and yet here we are. I'm more thrilled to have that ticket than I am the Dodgers ticket, I guess. You feel the same, Jason? Um, No, I don't don't really think about my, uh, my, my team futures too much necessarily. I don't either. Just because just I think I've, I got so many player futures that I look at a day to day basis that it just kind of that, that usually gets most my my focus. Um, I don't know. I, I think the Mets the Mets are going to be there in the playoffs. They're going to they're going to make a run. But I don't know. I, I think the Dodgers obviously still the team to beat. Our, our, our prices we got were good though. We got them early. Yeah. So I think we got like I got like eight to one to win the pennant. Sixteen to one. Yeah. For the World Series, but no, I think Dodgers still seem to beat. Yeah, I mean, otherwise, I would say so as well. Best uh, division odds on the board throughout Major League Baseball would be the Astros right now. Would you say in the AL West? Uh, no, I, I think I think that's a very good bet still. If you're looking to lay, you know, a slight slight price minus one forty. I, think, I think the best. I think the best bet on the board is still the Yankees at like three to one. If you can get three to one or higher, I got I bet four to one last week um, before the the the, the, got, the the Rays got swept by the the Mariners. But I, I think the Yankees are going to win. I, I I plotted out their whole schedule and I was like, they were nine games back. I think when I looked, maybe six. But either way, when I looked, they were they were not that far out of it. Yeah, four so and a four and a should be four to one. Four and a half back now at plus three fifty. And only the Rays in between the Yankees and the Red Sox is the Yankees uh, perhaps starting to play the baseball that everybody expected of them. Any plays on today's short slate, Jason? Sadly, no plays on today's short slate because there was nothing good up overnight when I was uh, when I was looking at the games, and then uh, I got busy with golf yesterday, and then I was watching the basketball game, and so I went through the board and. Wasn't really much. The Astros stood out. I thought maybe I could make a play on the Astros, but the line wasn't wasn't super compelling. Yeah. And that's it. You know, there's I guess maybe if I if you want to fade the the Reds on the road after a four game sweep going up to Minnesota, I kinda like that, but I didn't bet it yet. I took the Dodgers at a plus price. You hate it? Don't hate it. I you know, it's sort of my my initial reaction is oh the Dodgers are a plus price, I should take it and then Thought, well, maybe they're asking for this money. I'll hold off a bit. I, I do think Dodgers win. I, like I've said before, I don't think I don't think the Padres are as good as the Padres think they are. I don't even think they're as good as the Giants. I like that. Giants lurking, still atop 
uh, not only the NL West, but atop all of baseball record-wise as we approach the halfway point of the season. Jason, appreciate it as always, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. We've got Wander Franco's debate tomorrow. We get uh, uh, what's called Olympic qualifiers. Should be a big week of baseball. Wait, repeat that again. Say for everybody. What did you say about Olympic qualifying? Olympic qualifiers. Last spots up for grabs in Mexico this week. I think it's Venezuela, Dominican Republic, maybe the Netherlands or something. But there's a there's a baseball tournament starts tomorrow in Pueblo, Mexico. Final final Olympic spots on the line. All right, that's what Jason will be betting. Thank you, Jason. At Spreadopedia from under a cloud of smoke, everybody. Jason Weingarten. Later. Take care. He'll join us later in the week as well. Uh, always enjoy talking baseball with him. Do you have golf bets this weekend? So I had pre-tournament. The backdoor of backdoors was Patrick Reed top 20, which was totally dead until about midway through the uh, midway through the day yesterday. That that was the other thing about this tournament. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. So I, t- I, I talked with Wes earlier, DeChambeau just oh, crapping the back nine and finishing with a 44 and ends up out of the top 20. Yeah. Henley, who was winning a co-leader after three rounds, didn't finish in the top 10. And then, you know, those were the biggest ones, right? I guess Rory didn't finish in the top five. There's some others here. But that was, that was the other part of the collapse from a betting standpoint. It's like, I cannot believe I didn't win X. You know. I mean, he didn't win anything on yeah. this. You won basically, if you're in the newer jurisdictions, you won your top 30s and top 40s. That's yeah. all you won. I mean, legitimately, DeChambeau leading the tournament, going to the back nine, oh. and then 44 on the back, and and uh, you don't even win anything. Now. So I asked Wes this earlier, and I think this is the, the biggest single question for me out of that tournament was, okay, Rom wins it, unbelievable birdie at 17 mm-hmm. and 18. Uh, karma, as he put it, from getting you know, withdrawn from the, the tournament a couple yep. weeks ago because he tested positive when he was up six strokes. But the DeChambeau thing, because I had been saying all along from last U.S. Open, I was like, oh, you've got to bet DeChambeau in some form because he's got the brute force to get it out of the roughs at U.S. Open. He's always going to be there. And sure enough, through three and a half rounds of golf, I'm like, there it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm a genius. <laughs> I told you he was going to be there, right? And then the nature of his collapse does it make you wonder about betting him? Will there always be something in your head where you're like, if this dude goes on tilt, he could go off a cliff at any point? Well, we have seen that. We've seen that on multiple occasions, Gil, where where it's tilting DeChambeau and all of a sudden around, like, again, legitimately leading the tournament, going to the back nine. And then what he did on that. Now, yeah, I, I, I'm not a, I don't usually bet Bryson anyway. A, in the futures market, numbers are usually too short. And B, I, again, the way he plays, I don't fully trust him at all. I, I mean, look, the one, the yeah. one shot, I will say this. Who just do you for, trust? J- just being a terrible golfer myself, seeing a professional golfer legitimately hit a shot sideways like he did oh. yesterday was really a joy to watch. But, that was I mean, a lot of fun. I felt that way when Rory, <laughs> when Rory uh, just completely duffed it out of the yeah. sand into the other one. I was like, okay, these, these guys are human after all. <laughs> No, I mean, by the way, what would we have shot on that course? 200, maybe? I, that, that's Somewhere generous, around. I would say. Um, I just, it, it, it's fascinating in that regard, too, because I think you do have to, you know, it's like the one thing I'm totally about. Stop betting Finau to win these tournaments well, until he does be, it. You shouldn't be doing that anyway. Stop betting these young guys who are going to be great like Hovland until he wins. There are no extra dollars for being a hero. And the other thing is, someone like DeChambeau, like, I was like, uh, 44. Like, you have to be stubborn. 
to keep doing, like he's like, my approach is the only way I've analyzed this. So I just a little seed to plant about uh, DeChambeau bets in the future. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get Jeff's thoughts on the Bucks and the Hawks. The Bucks are seven-point favorites again in Game 1, just like the Sixers were in Game 7 and other games in the previous series. And the Bucks are north of $4, $5 to win this tournament in some spots. Is that too much? We'll come back on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Proud sponsors of the show. We appreciate it as always. All right, uh, Parlay. Jeff Parles, by the way, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. Uh, producer number five, kind enough to join me uh, for part of the hour. Um, so Atlanta, Philadelphia yesterday. Atlanta wins at 103-96. to We were talking about this, how... Um, 20 lead changes yesterday, 19 ties. Sixers never led by more than four. Hawks never led by more than seven. Um, first time the Hawks have ever won a game seven on the road. Philly was, what, 61-9 and nine at Wells Fargo? And then the Hawks won three <laughs> in this series. <laughs> should mention that as well. So Atlanta plays Milwaukee. Game one is tomorrow night. We'll get to the Clippers and Phoenix to, uh, tomorrow. No, pardon me. Clippers-Phoenix game two is tomorrow night. Atlanta-Milwaukee game one is Wednesday. Wednesday yep. No basketball today. Just want to establish that. But on Wednesday, Atlanta at Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's seven-point favorites, just like the Sixers were in game seven, just like the Sixers had been previous games in this series. Um, Milwaukee minus 450-ish somewhere. Varies mm-hmm. 10 cents, 20 cents ever on, on this series price. And, and honestly, anecdotally here, just between yesterday's game and, and now, everybody that I've heard is, like, completely dismissing the Hawks. Completely. And I'm not saying that for, like, for effect. It's just like, oh, well, this is different because this is a really bad matchup. And, and maybe it is. Right here we were showing, courtesy of BetMGM, Bucks are minus 500. Hawks plus 375. Is the matchup so bad that the Hawks... Flirt, I mean, bevy of shooters couldn't overcome this? Yes. Yes. It is. So yeah, I, I think there's two things at play why, again, that is a juicy price. Yeah, it is, man. It is very juicy. And the one thing I will say with the Hawks, they have constructed a team that fits this current NBA very well. Your best player is a guard, which I think at this point is important, just the way that the league is gone. And you have a bevy of three-point shooters that are, that are really good three-point shooters. Uh, the Bogdanovich signing ended up being a really good move that I hated at the time, but uh, even though he was hampered yesterday in Game 6, he was a key cog for them getting that 3-2 lead sure. against Philadelphia to begin with. And their big guys are actually capable of not getting destroyed on pick and roll, which <laughs> we've seen with, again, the... Cap- the he's the, capable of not getting destroyed. Well, I mean, the yep. defensive player of the year, in quotes, was unplayable in 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 their series against the Clippers. And and in Game 6, had as horrible of a defensive performance as he possibly had and go, could have had in Gobert. But for this series, I really do think a lot of that series against Philly was smoke and mirrors. And had more to do with Philly, like you said earlier. Philadelphia lost that series. I'm not convinced. That, and again, credit to Atlanta for taking advantage of, of, of the Sixers' collapses. But how often can you do that two series in a row when you are the inferior team? It's just hard to do that once in the NBA. You're not doing that twice. And maybe for game one, you look to bet Atlanta just because even though Atlanta's went on the road and, and won a road game seven, the Bucks did that too against the team where even though Kyrie was out and Harden was clearly unable to play anywhere near uh, even 50% of what he is, still to withstand 49 from Kevin Durant in an overtime game in game seven. So maybe for game one, you look to take the Hawks in the seven. But for the series, it is, as this plays out, Milwaukee's just so much better than this Atlanta team is. So for a series price, I don't want it. But for a game one, yeah, I would take the seven, Gil. I would take the seven. Yeah. The um, What were you more shocked by, Brooklyn losing game seven or the Sixers losing game seven? Uh, you know what? 
I, I have a feeling you're going to disagree with me on this, but I actually was more surprised that the Sixers managed to blow that series. And it's just because Milwaukee is so much better than Atlanta is. And as good as Durant is, and Durant obviously had the most points ever in a game seven, and it still wasn't enough. Uh, so, so, but, but, for yeah, Sixers, I do, I do disagree. But, I'll tell but, you why. But, because, the, but the Sixers yeah. legit. But the Sixers, Gilly, you said it in the last seventy home games. The Sixers were sixty-one and nine going into this series, yes, and lost three out of four to an <laughs> inferior team at home. But they're so mentally fragile. Oh, I, mean, I understand. All you have and, to do is uh, listen and, to Lombardi and, and, on yeah. Lombardi line, who's a lifelong Sixers fan. Mm-hmm. Like he murders them. And, but we've seen this from from right. the Sixers before. And the Ben Simmons thing, just the Ben Simmons thing, is what makes it not surprising to me. Mm-hmm. The the Nets thing, which rationally I get why that shouldn't be surprising. There was no Kyrie. It was a hampered Harden. Of course that shouldn't be surprising, right? It's mm-hmm. it's one and a half of the big three. Yet, if I'm being honest with you, the truth serum of how I felt after both games, I was way more shocked at the Brooklyn. I'm like, really? The refs didn't get them home either. Right. <laughs> yeah, and after and at KD, again, they had a toe on the line. Would have beat them in regulation. Advancing, yeah. And the fact that that the Bucks won that in overtime. By the way, Brooklyn scores on the first possession of overtime, and then never again. Right. What are the odds on that? That was like the Warriors in Game Seven against the Cavs. Yeah. Two what, points in the last four, four and a half minutes. Yeah. Four minutes and forty seconds. They never scored the last four minutes and forty seconds. Um, get your Clippers Phoenix thoughts as well. Next, Jeff Parlay on a numbers game. Joining us this morning, right here at Veasan.com. to a numbers game with Gil Alexander. The NHL and NBA playoffs are here and our experts are covering every angle to find betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all the NHL action and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel has all the hoops insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members only best bet emails. Now's the time to cash in the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. Jeffrey, a uh, balmy 109 expected in Las Vegas today. This a respite from, like, how many 115-degree days? Like, four out of the last five or something like that? It's pretty bad. I, I would still say Saturday was, even though it was technically 112, was by far the I worst so day agree. we've had. <laughs> I so agree. There was something about Saturday I was like, just this horrible. is, like, I preheated my oven to 350 and stuck my head in it. Yeah, like, like walking to the car this morning on the way in, and it was 92, and it was like, oh, my goodness, it's winter. <laughs> it's beautiful out here. Uh, it's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parles. That's the voice of Jeff Parles, everybody, producer number five uh, back in the day, who was also the host of uh, Bet Center. Bet Center is the name of the show, week to, uh, weekends here on uh, on the network, and uh, a bit of a Swiss Army knife himself as well. Uh, Doc Rivers, can we show this, Jeff? Uh, Jason, rather? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, this we showed last week when the Sixers were busy squandering 18 and 26 point leads. We can add one of these to the Doc Rivers playoff history since he won the title with the Celtics in 2008 with not one, not two, not three, but four Hall of Famers Garnett, Pierce, Rondo, and Allen. Uh, 2009, up 3 2 to Orlando, lose. 2010, up 3 2 on the Lakers in the NBA Finals, lose. 2012, up 3 2 on the Heat, Eastern Conference Finals, lose. 2013, Clippers up 3-2 on the Grizzlies. Lose. Game 7 at home, by the way. 2014, Clippers blow 15-point lead. Game 5 to OKC. End up losing Series in 6. 
Oh, and that's just sheet number one. <laughs> and then it continues. Uh, if we can flip that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 2015, blow a 3-1 lead to the Rockets. 2016, up 2 to nothing on the Blazers, losing six, four straight losses. 2017, lose Game 7 at home to the Jazz. 2020, Clippers, we all remember this from last year, blow the 3-1 lead to the Nuggets and Jabal Murray. And then here it is, ladies and gentlemen, 2021, add it to the list. They blow an 18-point lead in Game 4, a 26-point lead in Game 5, and ultimately the series to the Hawks as 7-point favorites at home in Game 7. Doc Rivers, Teflon. He's got to go, right? I, I I don't even think it's for debate. But uh, he'll stay. He, they're not firing of him. Of course, they're not firing him. There's no way they're gonna they're gonna pin this whole thing on Simmons. I want to be that dude in life. Yeah, look, look. If I if I had that many failings, with, again, we're not talking about like overachieving teams here. We're talking about the Celtics team that legitimately was the original like big time big three that we saw mm-hmm. and winning the title of year one, which I, I think you might have been able to coach them to that title of year one. And keep in mind that playoff run was a lot dicier than that needed to be. They needed seven to beat that horrible oh. Atlanta team in, in, in round one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, P.J. Brown had to bail them out against the Cavs in the second round. P.J. Brown reference caches. Yeah, and then uh, and then they win those last two series in six. But look, I mean, Gil, like... Look, that we just went through ten different yeah. things. Okay. Even, a one, even I'll give him a pass for the one with the Miami-LeBron one. I'll give him a pass for Well, here's one. the thing. And I was, <laughs> I was mentioning this on primetime action with Matt Brown, uh, Daniel Lavari, and Kelly Bidlin, which we do uh, weeknights on MSG+. Plus. At 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. I mentioned it the other day. Like, football season, every single week during football season, you know how it is, when we have Wishnev Wednesdays, we would do it too, where we'd at least one game, maybe two, maybe three or four, we're just going nuts on these coaching decisions, these late game, Anthony Lynn, the Anthony Lynn uh, topic, (laughs) late game coaching decision and and poor decision making by coaches in the NFL. Week after week after week, how many games in the NFL are decided, and our bets decided on that kind of thing. Doc has a, a history of this. Clearly, in, I don't know, three of those ten, he could have done something game theory-wise, right, win probability-wise at, at the ends of those games to have prevented this. But to you can't tell me that none of them, we'd have to go back one by one to analyze them, but you can't tell me that a different coach wouldn't have figured some hack at the end of these games to get them to the promised land. And so, I mean, it's just stunning to me. Just looking, even just the last sheet, like this one, I, I would, this one and last year were just abominations yes. that they, that his team lost those series. Like Philly should have won in five. The Clippers should have won in five last year. 2015, the Clippers won. That was the game six at home, up 17 in the third quarter against uh, the Rockets, and Josh Smith hit six second half threes. <laughs> That's just one of those the Josh fluke, Smith game. One, one, one fluky, uh, thing but look I, I, again when someone and this is kind of goes back to what just seeing the suns for this year gill when a team shows you they're good during the regular season yeah believe them that they're good when a coach shows you that his problem winning winning big games and oh and by the way has a winning percentage and closeout games under 400 gill mm-hmm. after t- after the uh the, the la- last night this is what Doc Rivers is. He's just yeah. not he's just not a very good NBA head coach who won a title because he had by far the best team and again almost lost in the first round to a 37 win Hawk team in that in that run. Speaking of Phoenix, which you mentioned there. Yep. Phoenix 6-point favorites in game 2 tomorrow night. Phoenix beats the Clippers 
uh, yesterday, 120-114, to 114 in a game that could have gone either way late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Phoenix gets it done and covers the spread in the process. Again, if you're betting uh, some of these NBA games, pre-flop ATS, Plinko on so many of these games. Um, we don't, so Kawhi Leonard sprained knee. We have no reason to believe that he will be back at any point during this series. Correct. Chris Paul is day-to-day, COVID protocol. He missed game one. We're not sure if he's back for game two or not. This spread of six, as opposed to the spread of four in game one, appears to be a bit of a hedge about that, those two points. That's at least how I interpret it. Would you take the clip show plus the six? I'm surprised it's moved two points off the original until we know that Chris Paul is going to play. Right. I don't think you can move it two points. I know the assumption is that he's going to be ready, but we have no idea. Shouldn't we know, by the way, by now? Because we we are told that he was vaccinated, which would make his status one thing, Mm -hmm. but yet there is no official word. Well, he has to test positive twice. In 40, ne- negative. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Test negative. Yep. Negative twice in 48 hours. Big difference, obviously. <laughs> Very um, large. But, but congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, right. the two negatives in, in 48 hours with the vaccination, he'll, yeah. he'll be eligible. We don't right. know. We, we genuinely don't know. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a report yesterday that he's quarantined in L.A. and hasn't had any symptoms. So how about the adjusted series price, which is very oh, that that. Plus three fifty. So that's a little that's a little juicy, isn't it? At plus three fifty on the Clippers. I, I st- again, this is one of those where you're kind of just throwing darts at numbers that seem yeah. a little bit out of control more than me thinking the Clippers are going to win this series. What about exact games? Would you play any? No, of those? I, I, I would I, not that, touch that, those either. I don't want that. Yeah, either. I don't want that either. Plus three fifty on the Clippers. I mean, listen, especially if Kawhi were to show up, would be a ridiculous price. Oh, of course, right? Um, but not having any reason to believe that he will. Um. Listen, I, I had the Clippers and the Nets, so I'm already halfway to, to ineptitude <laughs> on that in the finals. Um, Phoenix, may, it's like you said, maybe they've shown us who they are. Although we could have said that about the Jazz, and look how that turned out. Yeah, Jeff Parlay, everybody, kind enough to join us. You can stick around for soccer if you want. Otherwise, I, I, it's I, great I'm going to stick here. around. I want to listen right. to Paul Carr. All right, Paul Carr here with all of the different motivations that are about to take place at the top of the hour. It's next right here. On a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. 
Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Numbers Game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Bet fearlessly on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using bonus code VSIN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code VSIN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C. or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 in colorado nevada virginia and dc 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in michigan 1-800-GAMBLER in new jersey pennsylvania and west virginia 1-800-BETS-OFF in iowa in tennessee call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT promotional offer not available in nevada it's gil alexander producer number five jeff parlay Jeff Parles, by the way, is his real name. That's how you really pronounce it. Uh, kind enough to uh, hang out this hour. Let's bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the most handsome man on radio. It's Paul Carr. How you doing, Paulie? Oh, thank you very much. Good way to start the Monday. Hey, um, so this is the re- I've been looking forward to talking to you this morning because I've been saying two games uh, taking place in Group B at the top of the yep. hour, so a little less than 15 minutes from now. And then two more, Group C, three hours right. from them, 12 noon Pacific, right. 3 p.m. East. Flip, flipped around. So Group C is first, oh. Group B is second. Okay. But, but yes, on the timing. I'm sorry. Right. Group C first, then Group B. Because, of course, yep. that's how you should do it. Um, Why not? Okay. So the thing with, with Game 3s of the group stage is it gets really squirrely. Because... Yep. It's not just the top two teams in each group that right. gets in. As you told us before the uh, the tournament started, there's this new thing, new-ish, right, where mm-hmm. it's basically like what we would call wild card, but it's next best records get in there too, next best point totals. Right. So yep. 
Uh, with that as a backdrop, let's start with the games at the top of the hour. How are you playing these two in Group C? Yeah, so I'll start with the one that's a little bit more straightforward and the one play that I have for these games. Uh, Netherlands is playing North Macedonia. Netherlands has already won the group and advanced, uh, but I still like them to win and cover the goal on a half against North Macedonia. Uh, I got this at minus 130 yesterday. I think it's close to like minus 150, minus 160 now because the Dutch lineup is out and they're not rotating as many players as I think people thought. And, you know, they're putting a guy in Daniel Malin in up top who scored 20 plus goals for PSV in the Dutch league this season. So point being, they still are way better than North Macedonia. And I think they have enough young guys who will you know, be motivated, motivated enough to play and score a couple of goals here. So I still like the Dutch. Uh, again, if it's minus 150, minus 160, that's about as far as I would go. But I like them to to win this game. North Macedonia uh, is already eliminated. So, you know, They've proven themselves to be, you know, they're fine. They're not a horrendous team, but I like the Dutch here. They've been rolling. I think they keep it going. So that's the straightforward play here. Okay. Group C There's things two done. things in this world. Okay. Um, group C. <laughs> so, so Jeffrey here, Netherlands, six points, Ukraine and Austria, three points, North Macedonia, zero. So despite that, Netherlands, just so much better than North Macedonia. Throw out the records when the Netherlands plays North that's Macedonia. Right. Uh, you're that's taking right. Netherlands, given the goal and a half, six points versus zero points they're just the, the talent difference is so much you're going yep. netherlands and you're going hard okay yep. the teams with the three points because this is what jeff and i were talking yeah. about before was okay so you have these two teams with three points what we're thinking is correct me if i'm wrong jeffrey is because of that thing where you don't have to be the top two teams if if these two teams just tie they both end up with four points aren't you probably getting in with four points either way Correct. So historically in tournaments with this format, there have been, it's in the 20s when you go back and include like FIFA tournaments and youth tournaments and such. If you get to four points, you're well over 90% to advance. Uh, and as one, if you're a third place team with four points, it's, I, I forget the exact numbers, but it's, it's like 40 out of 42 or something like that. So if you get four, you are pretty much a lock. So yeah, there is a real possibility, I think, of Ukraine and Austria kicking it around, uh, not stretching things out too much. And if you look at the lines, like I looked at these lines a couple of days ago and just started laughing because the draw, and I guess let's give some context. Generally, a draw in a typical match, <laughs> yes. if you get much below like plus 200, that's, that's about <laughs> as low as you get. The draw is minus 110. Last I looked at it. Love I've it. never seen a draw line this low. And the under two and a half is like minus 300 or so, give or take. So I'm, I'm not playing this game because who knows? But I mean, if you really wanted to play something, I'd probably play either the exact scoreline of nil-nil or 1-1, one, one, which I think are both in the plus 300 range. Nil-nil um, and 1-1 one, one are by far the short shots. Yeah, yeah. But who who knows what to expect here? But, it but, could easily be kick it around. Um, if I had to really guess, I'd say it looks you know, fairly normal, but cautious for maybe the first 60 minutes or so. Um, and then if it's tied with half an hour left, forget it. I mean, I can't imagine anyone's oh. doing anything crazy. Yeah. Over the, we saw a couple games like this four or four or five years ago, rather, where once they realized a tie was going to get them through with about half hour left, like, all right, let's just settle down it's, here. Everyone's It's fine. kickball for the last 30 minutes, yeah. right? But yeah. What, to take me through the quid pro quo of this, though, the first 60, 60 minutes of this. So, again, we're talking about Ukraine and Austria, who both have three points. And, yes, a win would absolutely uh, solidify 
one of their places uh, into the next round. But a tie wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for either. No. They'd both get through. Right. So I get right. it. The last 30 minutes is kickball. But the first 60 minutes, like, what's – it's it's a t- – I mean, like, if one team <laughs> scores, what, what does right. the other team go, hey, you broke this agreement we have, like, this unspoken right. thing. Like, how does that work? I, I have no idea. I, w- I would imagine you – know, I mean, especially if it's Austria. Like, yeah. Uh, they'll have to push even harder because they have to get a draw, really, to get through, um, at least. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna—they're not going to just stand around and kick the ball, you know, literally like it, it happened in back in the '82 World Cup, where they literally just kicked it back and forth. Um, so it's not going to be that. But I, I don't know. I'm very intrigued by this game because I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but I just can't imagine either team taking many chances. But there is always the possibility. Yeah, something weird happens early, and a team gets a goal. Maybe it just gets nuts. Uh, that's kind of what happened again in Portugal, Hungary, five years ago. It was 3-3. Three, three oh, yeah. About 25 minutes left. And that's when they realized, all right, this draw is fine. And, and they're they like three shots maybe the rest of the way or something. Enough of, the, enough of these shigetes. Are you yeah. betting? Are you Jeff, are you betting Ukraine-Austria? I am, by the way. You already took the draw. I took the draw. I, I, I'm probably staying off because that total is now down to two. Yeah. So it's been plied with under money. And from watching both of these uh, these squads so far, I think Ukraine has looked better in this tournament than Austria has. Yeah. So I would only like if I don't want to on on a three way at all. I would take Ukraine plus price pick if I were to play this at all. That would be the way I would go. But I'm with you on Netherlands minus one and a half. I I would I would play that as well. All right. So then three hours from then, which again those those two games, Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia, Netherlands. Uh, starts in about seven minutes, so get your bets in real quick here. Uh, then three hours is Russia, Denmark, Finland, Belgium. This group, uh, this is Group B. Uh, obviously, uh, you know you have a situation again where it's a six-three-three-zero kind of dealio, um, same sort of deal. But this time, Belgium is playing Finland, uh, and then Russia is playing Denmark. So it's a little bit different because the two teams in the middle don't play each other. So let's start with let's start with Denmark and Russia first of all, where Denmark has no points and Russia has three. But Denmark's looked great even losing right. both times, right? Yeah, this is my play in this group for the day. Uh, Denmark win versus Russia minus one forty is my price. Uh, yeah, Denmark's lost twice, but they shot their opponents forty three to seven. Oh, you don't shoot opponents forty three to seven, you're gonna win most of your games. Uh, I mean, that includes the game against Belgium. You know, that was the first game after Ericsson. Uh, collapsed, and we saw how emotional that was. An important point, that game was in Copenhagen, and you could see the fans and you hear and all the emotion and everything. This game is in Copenhagen today, too. So Denmark-Russia in Copenhagen. Denmark has to win to have a chance to advance. There's no guarantee they would advance with three points, uh, but there's, depending on the other results, there's a chance Denmark could be second with three points, especially if Finland loses. Uh, there's a chance Denmark could be third, in which case the goal difference would likely come into play if they get through as one of the best third-place teams. Denmark has to win to have any shot to advance. So I, I like them. They're better. They have been better. They're motivated. They're at home. Uh, I like that's my play for the for this group is Denmark minus one forty and and Finland Belgium you're not touching not really I mean Finland Finland gets through with a draw Belgium right. would win the group with a draw Belgium is just so talented like the the talent scales are so tipped in their favor I have a hard time seeing you know a kick around sort of thing here um, and there's so no I, I, and there's no like you know again trying to translate into American sports terms here there's no 
you know, Belgium wouldn't think to themselves, hey, we should probably let Finland of all the teams of all the get through because they don't play them next anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there is a case to be made for, you know, Belgium should lose and try to finish runner up and get a slightly easier path. But frankly, it's not that different. And, you know, it, that's very dependent on like where France goes. And France could easily end up in either path that Belgium has just because of the way that group's going to shake out. And Belgium was in a kind of similar situation uh, in the 18 World Cup against England, uh, where winning really wasn't the best thing for them based on the path. They went out and beat England, uh, ended up beating Brazil, getting to the semifinals and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not too concerned with Belgium doing something wacky to try and get a favorable uh, path through the knockout stage here. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I just wanted to bring it up because... Inevitably, because yeah, you, you brought up what you just said, which is, yeah, maybe they even have a more favorable route if they finish second. We saw that with Italy, right? You could have made the case that Italy would have had a more favorable route if they had finished second. And I, yeah. I think we just overthink stuff like that sometimes as yeah. fans and as betters. It's like, no, they're just going to yep. keep putting out their clean sheets. and they're, I mean, do you think Italy, by the way, here's Paul Carr's article that's available at ESPN+. Plus, Best bets as the UEFA Euro 2020 group stage wraps up. Um, do you think Italy is the best you've seen thus far? Uh, I'll say yes with an asterisk. I mean, yes, they have played the best and looked the best of any team. The asterisks are, you know, they played Wales and Switzerland and Turkey, who are, you know, not top-cut teams. And Italy's also played all three games in Rome. And the other teams have traveled, like, as far as Azerbaijan and back. So there's some some travel possibly skewing things here. So Italy's been the best with the asterisk of uh, location and, and whom they played so far. All right. Thank you, Paul. We'll talk to you tomorrow again. The picks, Netherlands minus a goal and a half against North Macedonia. And then Denmark to beat Russia. Thank you, sir. You bet. Have a good one. Paul Carr at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R on Twitter, host of the Expected Value Podcast. Parlay, always a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. As always, always fun. Um, we'll do it again soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck with all your bets the rest of the uh, day today, including those soccer plays. I'll be on them all. Uh, Lombardi Line, next, right here at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.